0: Captain, let's
1: move
0: ABC Thursdays
1: firefighters were family
0: station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet the subject has explosive chemicals Get with fiery romances You're the love of my life. and Andy is finally in charge
2: I'm gonna be the best damn captain the station has ever seen
0: station 19 all new Thursday's 10 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu
1: this episode is brought to you by Bumble.
0: say what I feel, Miami
1: has so much appeal,
0: a great place to get a seafood meal, Miami.
1: Miami,
0: Miami, you've got style.
1: Picture it, Los Angeles, 2016.
0: Welcome to Out on the Lanai, the only Golden Girls podcast you will ever need to listen to. I'm H. Allen Scott.
1: And I'm Carrie Doherty.
0: And this is a podcast where we watch an episode of The Golden Girls, and then we talk about it. And today, we have a very special guest with us, and his name is Sue. Um, It is a dog. We're at Carrie's apartment right now. Yes,
1: and Stan and I... Well, Stan has a dog. I guess we have a dog. And he's sitting on my lap and he's panting directly into the microphone.
0: Yeah, so if you guys hear panting, it is not carrier eye, um, contrary to how we usually pant.
1: We're always (laughs) always panting. That's probably the number one complaint we get from from fans. Are less panting, more less
0: panting, more Golden Girls. Um, But no, guys, today's episode is uh, we're doing something a little bit different um, for a lot of reasons. I mean, June is Gay Pride Month, Mm -hmm. and this past Sunday uh, we there was of course the events that happened in Orlando, which was tragic and horrible. Um, and so we wanted to kind of talk a little bit about that because there's so much about what is the Golden Girls is also so much about what pride is all about, and so there's a correlation between being gay and being you know a fan of the Golden Girls, and so much so many of the fans of the Golden Girls you know are gay men or people who love LGBTQ people. So uh, we wanted to. Kind of really devote. Uh, uh, it's a, this is a short episode, but devote an episode to you know the the forty nine people that were killed mm-hmm. at the Pulse uh, nightclub in Orlando, but and the, the fifty three people, people, people that, that were, that were injured. injured
1: and the ripple effect that it will have on their loved ones and their yeah. families. Like it's much bigger than that. I think some people forget that. You know, you can throw out a number, but Mm -hmm. the the ripple effect is always so much greater than than those numbers.
0: Well, and the fact that also that it happened in... And and we're not going to talk a lot about what actually happened, because that will... There's there's news for that, and you all are seeing a lot of that. But I think one thing that a lot of the listeners, and I think, you know, and myself definitely um, has to recognize, is that it happened at a gay bar, which... um, for anyone who, like, isn't gay, you know, there's bars all the time. There are gay bars everywhere, and a lot of times you can take those for granted, but every single gay person in their lives remembers the first gay bar they went to. They remember the moment they stepped into a space that was all gay. And it was the gay bars in gay culture have a certain sacred place, you know, in, in that they're uh, 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 sort of a vestige of sort of Humanity that you're a part of in one concentrated place, based on like the outside world that is ninety percent not what you're like, mm-hmm. and so for that space to be invaded by—sorry guys, that's my computer—that space to be uh, invaded by that kind of hate um, was—I mean, it, it's definitely caught a lot of people off guard, and and it's uh, it's it's upsetting. Mm-hmm. It's very upsetting and yeah. just. You know, the fact that it happened was horrible. But what we want to do for this episode is to talk a lot about um, what it means to be gay and a fan of the Golden Girls and why the Golden Girls were so much a part of gay pride in a lot Mm -hmm. of ways and so much about, you know, what it meant to, to be gay. I mean, I went through some of the people who passed away who were killed on Sunday night their Facebook profiles, and, they, and many of them listed that they were fans of the Golden Girls, which mm-hmm. is, you know, amazing and, and also very sad. But it, but it's it's very indicative of what the Golden Girls did for the gay community mm-hmm. and how much apart the Golden Girls have been, you know, with the gay community. And I think in a lot of ways, one of the reasons why I know at least for me why I responded to the Golden Girls, and I've said this before on the podcast, but never really elaborated a lot on it, is that women of a certain age, you know, they become desexualized and they become sort of minorities in and of themselves because they're no longer of that sort of ripe, you know, beautiful woman time period. Mm -hmm. And so for the same reasons why gay men adore like Lady Gaga or Judy Garland or Bette Midler is because these people, for all intents and purposes, are ugly ducklings. They're desexualized in a way. They're outside the mainstream of what is awesome. And like gay men... We're outside the mainstream of mm-hmm. what is acceptable, socially, sexually acceptable. And so I think gay men respond to the Golden Girls for that reason, you know, because they, there's a lot to relate mm-hmm. to within, uh, within those two communities. So, And the writers of the Golden Girls, and probably the women, the actresses themselves, recognized their role within sort of gay culture especially B Arthur I think in a lot of ways cuz B Arthur came from musical theater and same she, with
1: Estelle Getty like mm-hmm. remember when we had Stan Zimmerman on the podcast yeah. and, and Jim Colucci as well him and his Stan and his writing partner when they first started he said you know that despite the sort of progressive storylines that the Golden Girls had him and his writing partner at the time you know back in the late 80s were still sort of
0: mid 80s mid
1: 80s we're earlier. still sort that's right we're still sort of i guess like closeted to the room like yeah. to the show like they weren't they weren't really out and mm-hmm. remember he said like one day Estelle like came up to him or something and she said like you're one of us aren't you or whatever it was that she said and he said from that yeah. moment on like she would invite him to you know birthday parties and yeah you know a lot of people from the theater community that she had known would go and and he said she kind of you know took him and his writing partner under her wing because. You know, they didn't feel, like, yeah. totally comfortable.
0: In in a room, a writer's room, that was primarily straight men. Mm-hmm. And uh, And we'll post a link to that episode with Stan. It's a great... Ep- it's, it's a great, great interview. Great interview that we had with him. Uh, and he wrote on the first season. But when, when, you know, Estelle told Stan, you're one of us... Uh, she meant that, you know, she before she came on to the Golden Girls, what really got her the attention of the writers and the producers of the Golden Girls was the play Torch Song Trilogy, which...
1: Which you iconic. talk about. Yeah, I feel I like talk about every a lot, other episode... But only because mention. I
0: want people to see this yeah, movie and read this play, because it's so important to the gay mm-hmm. experience, especially in the 80s. But Estelle Getty was a part of that, mm-hmm. and she was the original mother in that, uh, I believe, the Broadway run or the off-Broadway run, I'm not sure... Um, but, and she played the mother of a, you know, gay son. And it was a, it was a huge play, <laughs> very important. So she came into the Golden Girls very much with sort of the gay mystique approval mm-hmm. of, of who she was and Bea Arthur as well. And to some degree, probably Betty White as well. Cause Betty White played this sort of like sex pot on Mary Tyler Moore and very sexually free woman mm-hmm. within the confines of a very sort of like basic domestic character Uh, and so I'm sure she had a gay following I don't know if it was huge at that point it now of course is Mm -hmm. Um, and 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 same with Rue McClanahan I'm sure but Rue McClanahan was definitely not as well known at the time uh, the Golden Girls started but so they they recognized the importance of sort of a gay um following and a gay character and so into the first episode was Coco Mm -hmm. and Coco was I mean do you want to give a little background on like why how Coco existed and sort of yeah, what happened
1: yeah. to yeah. Well, yeah, I guess, yeah, we were going to talk about, um, you know, some of the specific episodes, but I think for me, um, the you know, when we're talking about relating to the Golden Girls, you know, obviously, like, I'm a straight woman. I, I don't have the same sort of experience or maybe connection to it that you do, but in that way, but I, like, when I was younger, I loved the Golden Girls when I was a child. Mm-hmm. I watched it on TV, and I think it's because, like, I was bullied as a child. I didn't fit in with a lot of kids in my school and I got picked on a lot. But because I of that,
0: right? Because of
1: that. <laughs> not because it, that came later. I was in high school when I was an imp. Guys, for those of you who didn't hear that episode, it was a math class. I was, it was a math program I was in for four years. It's fine. It's fine. I'm not great with numbers. It's fine. <laughs> um, but I, you know, I think I related to the Golden Girls because I felt maybe, I like, I felt that connection with them, like, here are these women who they don't necessarily, like, belong, and yet mm-hmm. here they've found each other, and they live together, and, you know, they've found this, like, really amazing special relationship together, and I think maybe as a child, it gave me some sort of hope that, like, mm-hmm. you know, no matter how much of an outcast I sort of felt like, or, you know, just how mean other kids were that, like, I'd never be alone, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think, I think that was sort of my connection with it as a child when Which, I watched it. I mean, it. in a lot
0: of ways, like, it's that sentiment that is why gay bars exist. I mean, it's that sentiment that why, like, you, you think of this gay bar in Orlando. It was a, a, John Oliver had a great opening bit to his show the other night where he said, um, nothing is more American than a gay bar in, like, Christian Orlando uh, uh, theme park capital of the world on a Latin theme night. Like, it's so diverse mm-hmm. and unique and interesting, and it was where outsiders went to to feel inside, you know, a community. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I mean, that feeling resonates in a lot of different ways, so... Um. Yeah, it's Golden Girls did that.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I mean, so we, we started talking about Coco. Yeah. I mean, we're talking episode one. One. Episode one. From and they, the beginning. And they don't make you guess. They call him a gay houseboy. Yeah. Because I think she says, like, when Blanche is going to move out of the house and marry Harry, yeah. she's like, what is she going to leave us with? Like, a couple of boxes and a gay houseboy? There house two
0: characters, gay characters, on the first episode. There was the wedding planner and Coco.
1: That's right. Yeah.
0: And didn't he, what is in his line? Um, Well, excuse me, uh, Anita Bryant.
1: Oh, I just remember when...
0: Anita Bryant being the famous sort of uh, former pageant winner, Florida, orange juice spokesperson in the 70s who campaigned in California and, and across the country about getting um, gay teachers sort of out of the schools and talking about how evil gay people were. And
1: wow, we haven't film, talked about her since the pilot no, episode, since no. the first episode of our podcast. And
0: Harvey Milk, uh, if you guys go watch and read, you can watch the film Milk, <clears throat> and that's fine, but from your you know 33-year-old gay man friend here, you need to go watch The the, the uh, Mayor of Castro Street. It's a documentary that was made in the 80s about Harvey Milk and she's a bigger part of that and they go more into who she was in that and that's just better than the film sorry Sean Penn
1: you're always great for the a lot of the topical references Mm -hmm. when we're watching episodes because before we watched that episode I don't know that I would have recognized her name so she's big she's big
0: and she famously there's a great video online you have to see it where some gay rights activist uh she was talking, and they threw a a, a cream pie on her face, like oh. during a live interview. And she just decided to stay, as like to be defiant, to fight the man. She I decided to stay somebody. with cream on her fucking face. I
1: hope that somebody saw like the Mr. Haha's hot dog hacienda <laughs> episode, and they were like inspired by oh, me. That Arthur, would have been great. <laughs> like they re- I wonder if somebody was like, "Hey, Mr. Haha," and then just <laughs> threw the pie in her face. Um, <laughs> Another episode of The Golden Girls, Isn't It Romantic? Which where... was in 1986.
0: I mean, that was that mm-hmm. was in the second season of The Golden Girls. Mm-hmm. And it's important to remember the time frame of gay history and these episodes because 1985 was when The Golden Girls premiered. In 1985, AIDS had only been known as AIDS for a year or two. And before that, HIV, I don't believe, was even had even been discovered yet. AZT hadn't even been discovered. So men specifically, you know, gay men, um, but lots of people, but gay men were dying at a rapid rate at this point. And all over the news was, was you know, the Reagan administration, fuck them, not saying anything about it. And, and here comes this television show, The Golden Girls, where on episode one, there's a gay man. And for, for most probably families at that time, gay men were synonymous with AIDS and death. And so for the Golden Girls to have a gay representation on that first episode, day one, in in some way, it was a statement to say these people exist and they're more human. Mm -hmm. We have to humanize these people. And with the second episode, isn't, Isn't It Romantic?, where Dorothy's friend, Jean comes mm-hmm. and visits and her partner what was her partner's name? Pat. Pat. Of course. <laughs> Androgynous names. Well um, in the
1: movie it's Pat when they're both uh, Pat Julia Sweeney plays a character named yeah. Pat Dave Foley plays a character named Chris.
0: <laughs> yeah. I love it. Uh, but, but Pat recently died and Jean comes and stays with and she kind of falls in love with Rose and whatever it's a whole fun episode. But in that episode, they it's it's the entire episode is about this woman's sort of sexuality, the girl's understanding of their sexuality and and um and and sort of how they react to it. So, you know, it wasn't necessarily controversial, but because mm-hmm. other shows were tackling sort of these issues at the time, especially gay issues, but it was sort of interesting to have an entire 30 minutes or twenty three minutes, or whatever it was, about a lesbian
1: mm-hmm. and, and a lesbian. lesbian,
0: lesbian, lesbian.
1: When we did the live show recently, I feel like at the past two live out on the lanais that we've done, we've we've like had a crowd chant of lesbian.
0: Well, it's because I mean, again, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go back to this gay lesbian. bar thing because I want to really <laughs> s- drive home the importance of sort of sacred spaces within within gay culture and you know, you have a show, a live show about the Golden Girls that is a sacred space for gay people. Mm -hmm. And so they come and they do weird things. And it's because it's a safe space.
1: And you know what? I have to say too, in the live shows that we've done and the crowds, the audience that comes out, I've never before experienced, like, such, like, special feelings Mm -hmm. in a room. You know, like... It's almost like when you go away to like summer camp with like your girls, whatever. And you just form this bond with people that's so unbreakable by the end of the summer. It's like, it's like we go into a room and all these strangers come in. Some people we know, some people we don't, but it's like, we've all been at summer camp together. And it's like that last day where we're all just celebrating our friendship and everything. Mm -hmm. I've never just, the people that come to our live shows, it's just so happy and fun and energetic and It's the only place where, like, if we're in a room and we say, you know, we mention Rose's our mug, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, They're going to know. If we're anywhere else and yeah. we make the most, like, obscure Golden Girls references, no one's going to get it. But that's the room where you go, lesbian, yeah. and an entire room full of people yell lesbian, lesbian. back at you. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. There's, it's,
1: there's something so special about that. And for... And it's, like, the same thing when, like, when I go on our Facebook and our Twitter... And just read messages and just, Mm -hmm. like, talk to, like, all of you guys who aren't in Los Angeles and can't come to the live shows. But, like, we got so many people. We were talking to so many people who live in Orlando yesterday on Facebook. And it's, like, it's whenever I'm feeling down or upset or just, like, just life is shitty. Yeah. It's the Golden Girls community, for me, that's, like, there's something so special about it that... It yeah. just, it makes everything better. It's like, and, it's and just, there's so much love and...
0: One of the listeners, um, Jennifer Branch, who is awesome, she sent us a photo uh, because we do have quite a few listeners, of course, in Florida, which we love because, you know, Golden Girls Miami. Of um, And we're so glad that everyone in Orlando or and in the Orlando area that listens to the podcast is safe because that, that uh, you know, you think when 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 it happened... I remember the first thing I thought was the text to the parents. And there's there's a there because if you think about it and I've been I I I've been trying to avoid reading a lot of it because it's really emotional but to yeah. to be in a space where you have to then text your parents that I mean that you know someone's shooting like mm-hmm. that's that's yeah it's really Very hard. Uh, I won't Mm -hmm. talk about it, but I will go to my Instagram. There's a picture of a a text chain between a parent and child that was there. Um, But Jennifer Branch posted a really moving picture at um, Dr. Phillips Center. I'm not sure what that place is, but they lit it up in rainbow colors, and it's where the vigil is happening in Orlando um, tonight. Actually, we're recording this on Monday, June 13th, so this will go up tomorrow. Um, And... Yeah, it's it's a beautiful visual of of just supporters out there, you know, standing up, love trumping hate. Mm-hmm. So maybe thanks, we, Jennifer, for sending that. Maybe
1: we should maybe we should do like a a search all and replace in all of the English language for the word trumping.
0: Yeah, yes, <laughs> I like that. I mean, I really do think that. And again, the like goal
1: trumping is, should have a new. It should have a new meaning now. Yeah. To trump something should mean to like royally fuck it up yeah in a racist sort of it it should mean to to literally know like it should be to declare something that you know nothing about with having nothing to back it up with
2: Yeah. yeah yeah
1: so i'll be like i'll be like sure i know everything about ecuador there are, the population is 17,000. That's me trumping because I don't know what the population... Actually, that's not me trumping. I would also have to say something offensive about Ecuador, yeah. and then I would be trumping. Yeah.
0: And then say Ecuadorian people really, really love me, and just, like, go in that. Right. We have to say right now that we we, we don't want to make this political, but no. if there are Trump supporters <laughs> out there, you probably should listen to another podcast. Um,
1: that's, that's fair. That's fair to um, say. So... In, in continuing on with yes. seventy two hours. Well scared straight. We, and these oh, are scared the episodes. Straight, yes. So we haven't even this this we're gonna hit Scared Straight soon in the podcast because yeah. we are in season four and this is an episode in season four. And this is when Blanche's brother Clayton comes home. I think home. it should be our
0: next live show.
1: I think it should be our next live show too. Yeah. yeah I yeah. think we should start planning that. Um yes. Clayton comes home and Blanche's
0: brother. Blanche's
1: brother, Clayton, her little brother, and he's recently gotten divorced. Yes. And Blanche wants to set him up with another woman, and he's, like, not really ready yet. And Blanche thinks maybe she's just meddling. And he goes out with Rose one night and ends up telling Rose he's gay.
0: And then hilarity ensues. Hilarity
1: ensues, because when they come home, uh, Blanche, he ends up telling Blanche that he slept with Rose because he doesn't have the guts to tell Blanche. And then he finally does.
0: But there's something this episode does, I think. There's a message behind this episode that is very important, and that is sort of allies, people who, you know, straight allies, um, who, because that episode was very much about Rose being the fall guy for Clayton, but also Blanche coming to terms and supporting her brother. Mm -hmm. And um, it's important, I mean, one of the things that I think is so important about being gay is being out and talking about it, Mm -hmm. you know, because the the people hate things because they're scared of them and if they're scared of them that means they probably don't understand them and mm-hmm. if they don't understand them then that means they're going to violently reject something because they're afraid of it and if you are out and you normalize something in a way that is not different or unique or anything it's just normal it's just as normal as can be and you're honest about it and if everyone's doing that then that means it won't be so scary anymore and mm-hmm. so in that episode Rose was there for Clayton in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. I mean, she accepted it because she didn't want to hurt him. She didn't want to, you know, out him. But at the same time, she didn't judge him for who he was or, or is. Uh, is he still alive? I don't know. Um, uh, she didn't judge him. and And Blanche, of course, then came around as well. So, like, there is something to straight people, I think, talking about your gay friends in a way that is not saying, my gay friend... But it's saying my friend and including Mm -hmm. sort of queer people in your lives in a very organic, normal way Mm -hmm. that then shows other people who maybe don't know a lot of gay people. This isn't weird. Mm -hmm. Or if you're going to a wedding and it does happen to be between two people of the same sex, you're not going to a gay wedding. You're going to a wedding. And then you need to say it is with Clayton and what was his name? carl doug yeah. doug it, <laughs> was, with, it was, that was my dad's name it was with clayton and doug it's clayton and doug's wedding it's not the gay wedding it's not you whatever it's clayton and doug's wedding because yeah. every, then everyone knows mm-hmm. it's two men mm-hmm. and it's normal yeah and so yeah. that lessens the fear and thus the possibility of people responding violently
1: Although when it does come to weddings, it's interesting that Blanche does, at the end of this episode, accept her brother. Because then in Sister of the Bride, in a later season, Mm -hmm. when Clayton comes home and he says that him and Doug are getting married, she basically says, like... I'm okay with him being gay, but I'm not okay with him getting married. Yeah. Which I feel like is such a common thing that you hear. Which,
0: I mean, and we'll get to these comments in just a little bit, but uh, many of the comments that people left when we asked you guys about what, uh, what about the golden girls you love about pride is that quote that Sophia said that everybody wants someone to grow old with, which, you know, again, normalizing it. It's not about gay. It's not about two men. It's not about any of this. It's just about... Love.
1: Yeah, com- you know, love is love. Love it's, is love yeah. is love
0: is love is love. Yeah, yeah. so uh, 72 hours, though, I did want to... I added in this list of mm-hmm. sort of, like, gay-themed episodes because it is really important, even though it had very little to do with a gay character, it had to do with Rose potentially having HIV because of an infected um, blood transfusion that she had and her waiting 72 hours. Mm-hmm. And there's a great episode of the podcast where we spoke with the man who wrote that episode and uh
1: Tracy Gamble
0: Tracy Gamble and he talked about I had a little burp. I'm drinking this like You're sparkling, sparkling water, water so I'm like <laughs>
1: You're burping, I'm burping. My dog is panting. Yeah, we're
0: a mess. Um but Tracy Gamble spoke of writing this episode and how it came about and it was based on his mother and his mother potentially having an infected strain of blood infusion, you know, blood From infusion that she had transfusion yeah. that she had. Um, and she she didn't wind up becoming HIV positive, but it was inspired from that. And Tracy talked a lot about what writing that episode was like, what that episode meant, what was happening at the time. I mean, that was in 1990, so AZT had came out three years before that, but the drug cocktail hadn't come out yet. That wouldn't come out for another six years, which really did a lot to like keep men people in general alive mm-hmm. for a lot longer. I mean, it was AZT just sort of mended the the side effects for. You know the last ten years of your life, but then the drug cocktail allowed you to have forty years. Yeah. So it's it's it was a huge huge thing, and
1: and we've also talked about Ryan White on the podcast, who was a young boy. I think he he, He was a hemophiliac. He was a hemophiliac. His blood didn't clot very well, so he had to get blood transfusions. And
0: he got a blood transfusion that was HIV positive, Mm -hmm. and he became very much a spokesman for AIDS at that time. Yeah. I mean, he identified it, and in a lot of ways, he allowed people to realize that it's a virus that affects everybody. It affects everybody. Yeah. yeah.
1: And I think he was, I mean, I think he was maybe 16, 17, 18 when yeah. he passed away. He was a really teenager. He was very young. Um, and yeah, that's sort of, that's what the 72 hours episode I think is is good to, yeah, remind people that like it can happen to everybody. Yeah, you know? definitely. Um, and then, Goodbye Mr. Gordon. Oh, last episode <laughs> where um, this one Tonally, had a little bit more of a light. It was definitely light you know, because, in some way, story.
0: they were playing. Uh, they were finally able to kind of laugh at being gay mm-hmm. in a way that because the Golden Girls had treated it respectfully, they had mm-hmm. done episodes yep. for the community. But now it was time to let's all talk about what how weird it is for four women to live in the same house and mm-hmm. no hanky panky to go. Well,
1: on. also, I think you know. It, it's funny to imagine, like, Bla- or, uh, Rose... And, or Dorothy and, and Blanche as a couple. As a couple. That's also a really funny thing to imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you guys remember, Goodbye Mr. Gordon is the one where Dorothy... You guys all know, but, you know, Dorothy has a crush on her old teacher who comes into town, Mr. Gordon. And Rose is working for that guy... What's his name? Um, uh,
0: whatever. The guy who produces... He's a TV show. And she's, yeah. she's She's helping out on a television show. And on the television show, it was supposed to be... She needed... Um, uh, guests on she needed to fill in guests for women who live together yes
1: women who live together and that
0: was that was the line and then when they got there um, the host of the show was like uh, was going down the line and says Blanche lesbian yep (laughs) Dorothy lesbian. lesbian And, and then these two other women was like image consultants.
1: Yeah, and then they were like, wait, why aren't they lesbians? And they're just like, we don't like labels or something like, <laughs> but Dorothy like said we're not, it not in a, defined by our sexuality. Dorothy
0: said it in a great way when she like got really defensive and she was like, wait, why aren't they lesbians?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I also love...
0: And they, they, one of them had a very butch haircut.
1: <laughs> I also love... And it's been a while since I've seen the episode. We haven't yet covered it on the podcast, but I do remember...
0: We have two years till that episode <laughs> comes <yeah>. up.
1: Dorothy's, <laughs> Dorothy's holding the bouquet of flowers that she got from Mr. Gordon in yes. her face when they say lesbian and <laughs> she's just clutching these flowers is uh, amazing. Oh. Um, so yeah, so those were sort of, those were the episodes yeah. that either had gay characters in them or sort of tackled the subject in either direct or in a in more indirect way. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And they're all really great, great, important episodes. I can't wait
0: because we're really getting into a block of episodes coming up on this podcast where we have Scared Straight and then 72 Hours. And they all come like, you know, within a year or so of each other. So it's going to be exciting, the the things coming up. We'll have to have very special guests for those. So earlier today, um, we wanted to reach out to you guys because, you know, Carrie and I can talk all the time, but we wanted to hear how the Golden Girls impacted. Your own pride within yourself, possibly as a queer person or as a as a you know straight ally, and how the Golden Girls influenced your identity and 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 what you know how you feel about it. And so um, we have we compiled some quotes from people. Uh, I'll start. Clay Patrick. How do I pronounce your last name? Minguez. Minguez. Minguez.
1: I'm Clay Patrick
0: Minguez. I'm I'm terrible at these.
1: I'm so sorry. Um,
0: Said it was the first place I was ever exposed to the concept of a chosen family. Now, for every gay person that's listening, you hear chosen family and immediately you understand what that means. But I—I mean, I'm not sure that a lot of straight people would see that and understand what that means. Chosen family. So, 40 percent. I was—I wrote an article earlier today that's going up later on, but. It it used this quote. Um, 40% of uh, homeless youth in this country identify as gay. And that's because gay youth have a higher um, percentage of being kicked out of their homes for being gay or of drug use because of, you know depression and because of and, and and the LGBT Center just released a study LGBT Los Angeles LGBT Center just released a study that said uh gay youth are twice as likely to attempt suicide so a lot of times when you are forced outside of your social net you know of your family in your life you have to create a new family you have to create sort of a different type of family a unique family that maybe isn't necessarily blood based and chosen family is there, is is that is exactly that. It's it's you know these four women came together later on in life after divorce, after deaths of husbands, after mm-hmm. children have moved out, and they they created a family. And 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 in many ways, gay people do that. Sue wants in on this. Gay people do that. I too. let him
1: jump down in case <laughs> he has to poop on the floor.
0: <laughs> um, Gay people do that to to create their own kind of family, you know? So um, so that's what chosen family means. Uh, Billy, Billy Zayak, I hope I said that right. Billy um, Zane? No, Zayak. <laughs> uh Said, the Golden Girls um, gave me a sense of LGBT pride so much as it helped... Um, I'm sorry, I read that wrong. The Golden Girls didn't give me a sense of LGBT pride so much as it helped me reinforce the ideas that everyone deserves love and respect. And I think that's a really poignant. It really is. Yeah. Do you want to read, William?
1: Yeah. Uh, William D. Bradshaw said, uh, it comes back to Dorothy's last line, which means more and more as age and time go on. And there are people who are warm and loving and... Your friendship was something I never expected at this point in my life and I could never have asked for a better surprise. Uh, So I think he's referring to her final line in the series. Yeah. Uh, And he says, we all need that feeling that even goodbye doesn't mean we are ever truly alone.
0: Which is so true. You know, I mean, you know, 49 people died. Um, More potentially will be with the victims, uh, with the people who were wounded. And... But, you know, their memory lasts, and also, too, you know, in some ways, like, the more people are out and open and talking about it, the more visibility, you know, this will give. So, mm-hmm. be out and talk, people. Uh, Jake Fletcher said, Sophia said it best, and we talked, we said this line earlier, um, Sophia said it best in that episode uh, where Blanche, Blanche's brother is getting married, everybody wants to grow old. Um, Everybody wants someone to grow old with. we all deserve that, you know and and I'll add on to that. We all deserve to be open about that, mm-hmm. you know
1: yeah, yeah, nobody should ever feel like they can't be themselves and they can't be open about who they are and who they identify as yeah, like you no know, people can't be oppressed um. Bryn Jernak-Feinberg. Hi, Bryn. I, I love l- that name. Every time I read Bryn's name, I imagine... like She sounds like one of Sophia's friends that mm-hmm. she drinks mm-hmm. sherry with and watches clouds with.
0: Yay, Bryn. Um,
1: Bryn also um, expressed the same sentiment of Sophia's quote. She says, I've been a lifelong Golden Girls fan and was exposed to the LGBT community because of the show. The show taught me a great deal about the inequalities that face the community and unfortunately, still face the community today. Be love, not hate.
0: Yay, Brynn! Yes. And Maggie Patton's quote is probably <laughs> my favorite. Uh, in all caps: Long live Coco!
1: Exclamation point!
0: Long live Coco! <laughs> so true. We're all we are all Coco.
1: We all got written off after the first episode. <laughs>
0: I want a shirt that says "We're all Coco."
1: We're all Coco. Well, yeah, what does it mean, like, when you say, oh, I'm the Coco, like, what does that mean when you say, I'm a Coco? Because I guess well, I it all mean, depends on how do we... Do people say that? No. I oh. mean, we could start saying it. I mean...
0: Maybe that could be a passing reference for, like, whenever we have a guest over, and <laughs> neither of us, which would be very weird, but neither of us know if they're gay or straight, we can be like, sorry, you look Coco.
1: But we knew Coco was gay. So...
0: Yeah, I feel but it could be a way of us asking if someone's gay, and it. it's like a friend of Judy's. You or
1: know. or if we have a guest over, and, want, and we're trying to decide, like, is this a person we like and would actually want on the podcast again? Mm-hmm. And I could say to you, like, so, hey, do you think so-and-so is a Coco? And if you say yes, that means this is their first and only appearance. And if you say no, then we can have them back on more than one podcast episode, which due to the fact that they've made more than one appearance on an episode of our program, deems them to no longer be a cocoa candidate.
0: I like that. Yeah. I like that.
1: So that's that's something that you could do. Like yeah. amongst your friends, you could say like, is this person a cocoa? Meaning, do we ever want to see this person again?
0: Yeah interesting i like that
1: we should reach out to that actor we should get him on the podcast i think i
0: did and when we first started
1: let's do it again let's do
0: it again we're bigger now yeah maybe you guys can help us maybe if you can find his social media his facebook maybe maybe send fan messages to him asking maybe. telling him about this how awesome how amazing podcast. would it be to
1: get first that first hand first hand account
0: Coco
1: on a podcast Ugh. Let's do it. We'll do it so when we good. finish recording, and I have a little bit more wine.
0: I agree. Um, and we also have some <coughs> uh, voicemails that were left for us. So here they are.
2: Hey, and Carrie. Uh, this is Phil Campbell from Chicago. Um, so, yeah, as far as the Golden Girls and Pride, I think the key thing that uh, comes to my mind is that <clears throat> the show as a whole kind of taught me that like, no matter how different you are, you still have value and a right to be happy, even if your lifestyle doesn't fit the norm. Uh, like These women found each other and formed a family, which I think so many people in our community relate to. Uh, and I am immensely grateful that uh, the women, most of all, but also the producers and the writers, have the guts to create a show that has such a deep human value and it continues to be such a like source of comfort to so many new, even new generations. Uh, it's decades later now. And it even has stemmed, uh, things like Alan and I, uh, which is becoming another source of comfort for people who enjoy this show. Uh, so yeah, I think as a whole, that's what came to mind when you asked me to answer that. So yeah, thanks so much guys. Um, yeah, this is great. I uh, love what you guys are doing. And
0: keep it going. So we wanted to thank you guys so much for giving us your comments and your voicemails and, uh, and also just for listening to the podcast every week. And, you know, we really try to uh, when we so before we started this podcast, I was very adamant about I did not want another fucking comedy podcast where fucking comedy people talk about comedy to each other over and over and over again so I was very resident (laughs) to like not do that you know and I I uh and I always kind of told friends that if I did a podcast it would have to be a very focused podcast that would be something that I cared about but also that like had a point to it like Every week there was a point to this. And then when Carrie presented this idea of this podcast, that was very much fit exactly what I was looking for in that like, I mean, of course, I was always about the Golden Girls, but also that it wasn't just the same thing. It wasn't just like every week there seems to be something new and we learn something new about our, our, you know, you guys, our fans listening. And we we get new people and you guys tell your friends and then your friends come and then you meet us at live shows. And it's it's so sort of organic and awesome and real and it is a sense of community and that's really what it's all about is community mm-hmm. and and bringing people Not the sp-
1: TV show. This is a Golden Girls podcast. Yeah. So don't we just want to make sure we don't confuse someone who's like just fuck listening for the first time. I don't
0: give a fuck about that show. Also, do you oh.
1: remember do you remember the sitting at a, outside of a Starbucks? I was
0: at that Starbucks today. Uh, yeah.
1: You and I we had met at your birthday. Yes. That's when we met and get Ga- our mutual friend Gabby was like you guys should have do talk about Golden Girls and I was like, I wanna start a podcast. Do you wanna start a podcast? And you were like, Yeah, let's meet up, and talk about it. So we went out for coffee and I remember like we were pitching names at yeah. the podcast. I don't even remember
0: the name. I don't
1: remember any of the other names. It was there, I'm sure there was one that was like thank you for being a friend. I'm yeah. sure that was on the table at some yeah. point. Um and then yeah, I remember when we came up with Out on the Lanai and it just like clicked. Yeah. That's just like it, that seems so long ago. And
0: yeah, yeah, well it kinda was. It was I'm going on two years now.
1: Well, no. is yeah, it Yeah, because my that? birthday
0: is in a mu- less than a month from today, which means we would have met in late July.
1: Was it two years ago or three years ago? Two years two ago. Two years ago?
0: Last, I remember because my birthday was at this German restaurant in Silver Lake where we met, mm-hmm. and then my birthday the following year was at Malo, where I took everybody out for That's ice cream right, afterwards. we
1: watched Golden Girls episodes yeah. Yeah. at your birthday. You're right. So, so it's
0: almost two years since we yeah. met. Yeah, wow. And started all this. Wow. So, yeah. Um, but the point of saying all of this is that uh, we are a community and we you know just like the people at that bar on Sunday morning when that person came in and did that horrible thing they're a part of a community we're all a part of a community and we're all a part of sort of individual communities but like like you know like a web we're all kind of connected within each other's communities and so When a member of a community is hurting, we hurt. And so today, we definitely, definitely hurt. But as members of this community, what we do is we do what we know best, which is finding ways to be happy and be prideful about the things that we know more about, the Golden Girls, and how they helped us become happy. And so we want to leave today um, with sort of a golden takeaway in that, embrace the golden girls and just sort of let them make everything okay. Because like, there's a really weird world out there that shit happens and the safest of places can become not safe anymore. And it really is shitty and it can, it can you can start questioning sort of what it all means, but really what it all means is go back to the community and, and, and follow what you know to be true, which is your community and what makes you happy and what makes us happy is the golden girls
1: yeah and yeah. we're we're just really blessed that we get to share that with you guys because this is a this is a wonderful community of people. We couldn't have asked for like a better a better group to be surrounded with both in person and just online. Yeah. You know?
0: In general. So guys, um we promise you next week We're going to have the liveliest of lively shows. We're going to be laughing, LOLing all the time. Mm -hmm. It's going to be all about happiness uh, with remembering, you know, everything. And uh, and we thank you for listening today. And just tell people you love them. And remember to stay stay golden. golden. That was a good one. Stay golden.